a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. I'm excited uh, for this next segment. Uh, we're going to be speaking to someone who's become one of my favorite people, uh, and that's Mrs. Jenny Taylor. Mrs. Taylor, you're on the line? I am on the line, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I'll let the listeners know. Uh, Jenny Taylor and I met uh, in. Uh, just before January of this uh, uh, of this year, no, it was January. Uh, I, in full disclosure, my my day job is I'm a congressional staffer. I work for uh, Utah Congressman Rob Bishop, and I'm here uh, lending my voice to to this program, filling in as guest host. And uh, Jenny, you were you were a guest of uh, Congressman Bishop uh, to attend the the State of the Union address this year. I was, and it was an incredible experience. You guys all treated me like gold, so I can't thank you enough. Well, it was a, it was a pleasure to to meet you there. It was a pleasure to to get to know you and your family in the intervening months. Uh, and uh, I I hope I could call you a, a friend by now. Absolutely. And the fact that you're willing to put me ahead of your demolition derby find like that's impressive. Wait, Thanks hold on a second. Do you know about Do you know about demolition derby? Because we'll blow off this <laughs> well, Weber County like government I, stuff. I know. Well, I heard you say you found a couple people to talk about it, and I was impressed that you said, but first we're going to talk Weaver County government. I thought for sure you were going to give me a text, hey, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Listen, i got to go demolition. You say the word. We'll, you say the word, and we'll, we'll blow off <laughs> government reform. No problem. I've got a bunch of little kids who would love to talk and do demolition derby, so come on over any day. That's kind of what All my right. house looks like most of the time anyway. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, you li- Tune back in. After you and I have our conversation here, tune back in at, at 2.50 about we're going to speak to uh, – we've tracked down one of the officials of uh, who will be officiating the demolition derby on the 14th at the state fair. So he's going to tell Wouldn't us uh, everything, we t- everything we need to know about the upcoming derby and, of course, demolition derby in general. Uh, but yeah, again, awesome. Awesome. you are not. You and I are not here today to talk about demolition derby. You brought to my attention uh, something called Weber County Ford. This is a, an effort uh, started by your 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 late husband. Tell me about that, please. Yeah, so it's a great initiative, and, and Brent didn't start it alone. He was among some of the founders who did. There were some people in Weber County who thought that it might be time to look again at our form of government. This happens from time to time, not just in our county, but throughout the state and elsewhere. The last time that such a study was looked at on the ballot was 1990. So that's, that's 30 years ago. That's a good generation and a half ago, and a lot has changed since then. So the idea is 
looking at our form of government, which currently is to have a three-member county commission, and looking at that, is it maybe time to change that? Is that a great system to stick with? Should we not change anything? And the question that will be on the ballot this fall for the election day is simply, should we should we commission a study to look at whether or not this is our best form of government for our county? So voters are not yet being asked, hey, should we change government? Should we keep government the way it is? This is, should we open the process of exploring? This is a decision that would not want to be made in haste. So this isn't, hey, check yes or no, should we change this? It's, I think we should look into maybe why we might want to change it, and if so, what changes should be made. So it's a great question, studying the issue. Weber County has grown so much. Since that same 90 time period, we've experienced 27% the number, but in diversity, of course. And we are expected to double that, our current number of our 600 thousand, whatever we're at. We're, well, we're at about 250,000. We're expected to double to 500 or 600,000 in the next 30 years. So you take another generation or two, and we're twice as big as we are, which for me and most of us who grew up around here, it's hard to imagine where twice as many of us are going to live and still stay within the county limits. But but it will. We're growing. It's wonderful that people want to live here. A lot of us, like I said, I grew up here. I want to live here. I hope in the future at least a couple of my seven kids want to live here. And so we're trying to think forward, Weber County forward. Let's not wait until the problems right a crisis in our face. Let's look at it now and, and, and do some analysis. Let's ask some of the hard questions and make the decisions that will serve us now and into the next several generations to come. The the current structure is well. Let me ask you this: How broadly, or how much of the government would it would this study look at reforming? So what it's going to look at is specifically the county level of elected government. So in this case, we have a three member county commission. There are three full-time commissioners who are all elected at large by the county, and and those three people that hold those elected offices hold both. Jenny, are you there? I think we lost Jenny Taylor. We're, we're going to call her right back and and, uh, and get her fine explanation on what's going on. Uh, I'll, I'll recap real briefly. Uh, she she is. She's championing right now uh, an effort called uh, Weber County Forward. It's going to place an item on the ballot in November, which would call for a study uh, of of the Weber County government. I think we have uh, Jenny back now. Uh, Jenny, you, you were telling us about uh, how broadly this study would look at the government. Yeah, sorry, I lost you there. Uh, so this is to look at Weber County. Other counties are also looking into their own forms of government. There are five counties currently in the state looking at this same type of question. This particular one would be for Weber County. So Weber County residents would vote on whether Weber County's uh, leadership should be looked at. So this wouldn't change anything among the leadership in the cities among Weber County. It wouldn't change, of course, our state legislators or a governor or anything like that. This is for our county commission. Right now, we have three county commissioners, and those three individuals are elected, and those three individuals currently hold executive and legislative authority. That almost sounds a little un-American to those of us that were raised with the checks and balances idea. But historically speaking, Weber County, a lot of counties start kind of small, maybe a little more rural, kind of an agricultural area. And it, it might have at some point in time made great sense to have these three individuals elected at large to represent all of us and make all executive and legislative decisions. But perhaps the time has come that we need to look a little into whether or not that's still a form of government that suits us. You might be familiar with Utah County has already changed away from that 
They don't have just the three county commissioners. They have a county mayor and a county council. So again, you're kind of separating that executive from that legislative branch. You're having a few more commission or council members so that you've got more representation. But those are kind of some of the details that maybe we're not quite ready to get into because that's what the study would look at. If voters this fall agree, hey, we should look into what's our best form of government for our county this generation and moving forward, then we could look at options. One of them might be to simply expand. Maybe we need five to seven council members, commissioners, rather than just three. Maybe three just isn't really realistic to represent a county our size. So one option might be, hey, let's just expand it to five or seven, but still keep it executive and legislative together. That's one option. One option might be to have what would be called an executive and council form of government. That's what Salt Lake County has. That's what Cache County has. And that's where you have an executive, often called a county mayor, a county executive. And then you'll also have a county council, all elected. And you can decide whether they're elected at large or elected in different districts. That's what the study would look into the possibilities of. But then you would have, again, separation of power. You'd have your executive, you'd have your council. They would work together as legislative and executive branches. And then another option would be what's called a council manager format, very similar to council and executive, with the difference being in the executive and council model, the executive is elected and the council members are elected. In the council manager model, the council members are elected and the manager is more of an appointed staff member, so not an elected official. So those are all kind of some options. Do you expand the commission? Do you separate it from executive and council? Do you separate it into council and manager? But what we're mostly looking at the question for right now is, is there a need to look into these options or should we stick with the status quo of the three the three count, the three commissioners that currently hold all executive and legislative authority for the county. It would seem that there's a great deal of power uh, resting with these three individuals. Uh, any change would likely diminish their their power and authority. Are you? I, I shouldn't ask you to speak on behalf of them, certainly, but w- are you aware of their attitudes on this? Well, and that you bring up a really good question. That's where my husband. Um, was first involved with this, along with uh, several other people, including a gentleman named Oscar Mata, who is the chair of the Democrat Party up here in Weber County. Now, Brent, my husband, was serving at, at the time as mayor of our city, and municipal elections are nonpartisan. So Brent was not registered as a candidate, either Republican or Democrat, but most people who know him wouldn't be surprised to know that he was actually a registered Republican. Oscar is definitely a registered leader in the Democrat Party. The idea was for a a grassroots-led, citizen-led group to come forward to the county commission, to the county, and make the proposal that maybe we should look into this form of government, because it's very unlikely that the county commissioners themselves would say, hey, let's kick ourselves out and and maybe change this. Now, that's not to say they all oppose it. I don't think so at all. In fact, right now, one of our commissioners is Gage Floor, who previously, when Brent was involved with this, he was a member of the state legislator, a state house member, and he helped pass some legislation that's kind of clarified this process for looking into changing a county's government. So I don't think necessarily the county commissioners are are opposing this, no one's picketing in the street, sure. but you do bring up a good point that it's kind of like we joke around, hey, why doesn't Congress pass term limits for Congress? Well, they may or may not actually do that. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this is more grassroots. That's where Brent got involved. That's where Oscar got involved. They were involved with some other 
citizens, other locally elected officials that said, you know what, it might be time to look at this. 30 years, a lot has changed since 1990 when we last looked at this. And maybe it's time to have a conversation. Now, the county commissioners are the ones who have put it on the ballot. So there's at least that... um, that measure of support saying, you know what, we, we should let the voters decide. This would never be a decision that the commissioners could make on their own. This is such a significant change form of government. I mean, anytime you change the government, sure. it has to go to the people. Yeah. And so the commissioners have said, yeah, let's put this study issue on the ballot. And then if it passes, what would happen is the commissioners and the county would work with all of our House and Senate members for this on the state level. So basically all of our state legislators who live in and represent areas of Weber County, those men and women would work with our county commissioners to put together this committee that would look into, should we change it? And if we should change it, what should the changes be? So it won't be up to any one commissioner, not even all three commissioners to, you know, flip a coin or read a crystal ball. It definitely would be studied carefully, very thoroughly. The idea is to get feedback from residents, grassroots. The best way to do that is just to talk to people. And so the group Weber County Forward is holding town hall meetings. In fact, the first one's tomorrow night at the Ogden Library, the main branch downtown. Tomorrow at at 5.30, and they've got several more planned where... Residents can come ask these questions, get information, clear up any confusion, and and then hopefully see that this might just be the time to say, yeah, let's go ahead and study this. Just by voting yes to study this doesn't lock us in. Yeah, this this sets in motion a, a long series of events uh, that or, or a number of events which could eventually affect change. But right now, uh, the question being asked is. Should we take a look at this? And uh, and sure. I believe uh, it's your urging that, uh, that we do take a look at that. I, I would definitely encourage it. I think it's just the way you would run your family, the way you would run your business. Every once in a while you step back, you maybe relook at your vision statement, you relook at your goals or your budget, whatever it might be, in this case, our form of government, and you just look at how things have changed, how things are on the trajectory to continue changing, and is this form of government representing us well? Because that's what we want. We all want government by the people, of the people, for the people, and and maybe there's a, a time to modify that, not away from the, the principles, of course, but maybe the details of what that looks like might need to change every few generations simply because we change, demographics sure. change, numbers change. So I would encourage voters in Weber County to definitely look into this, attend these uh, town hall meetings. They can check it out at yeah. uh, WeberCountyForward.org is the website or the Weber County Forward group on Facebook and, and ask your questions. Number one thing, become an informed voter. Don't just check yes or no. Really That's the way. become informed and ask away. That's what we want. And and maybe at the end of the day, we'll do a ton of research. We'll look into this. This would all be volunteer-led, so there's no huge cost to the county to do the study. It, it would be volunteer members on this uh, commission if it Jenny, were to I, uh, I'm grateful to you. I'm grateful for this for this wonderful report you've given us uh, on this initiative. Uh, we're going to follow it. Uh, once November comes, we'll see what the results are, and from there we'll see what the study uh, uh, teaches us. I, as always, I'm grateful to, to talk to you. I will tell you, I was just slipped a note that the Demolition Derby officiator uh, will be joining us in studio today. Oh, even better. Like, mm-hmm. Is he bringing his car? That's the real question. Uh, maybe so. There's a little bit of a parking spot out here. <laughs> uh, it was good to talk to you, uh, Jenny. Uh, please enjoy. You're going to take your kids out to the fair? Yeah, we'll be there for of sure. Course. Don't miss it. Enjoy it. Uh, We'll be right back here on Inside Sources. Uh, Next up, we're going to talk about this uh, Walmart memo and the the move by the company to step away from uh, certain types of ammunition. I'm Lee Lonsberry filling in on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. 
It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.